Warning, the following episode contains elements of horror that may be unsuitable for listeners under the age of 13. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bazaar podcast. My name is Brianna and I'm here with another episode of our Terror Nights Halloween special. On tonight's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you guys a creepypasta. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find the author of the creepypasta, but it is one of my favorites and it's perfect for this spooky time of year. So with that being said, and without further ado, here's a creepypasta called My Haunted House. I had what many people would call a warped childhood. Many children are raised on nursery rhymes, fairy tales, and Dr. Seuss. And while my childhood did not have these memories, my mother included another genre in mine and my sister's upbringing horror. I cannot count the number of times when my sister and I were reading some Stephen King's short stories for bedtime rather than a more common children's story. Popsy was always my favorite. I grew up watching the classic horror movies and being told ghost stories. Many people, when I tell this to them, ask me if I had a lot of nightmares as a child as a result. But the truth is quite the opposite. I was not afraid of boogeymen or ghosts. To me, ghosts and goblins were simply fictional creatures that are only in books, movies, and in stories told around a campfire. The horror genre was simply a part of my life. I love the feeling of being scared. So naturally, Halloween was one of my favorite times of year. I remember one Halloween many years ago. I was young, but not so young that I don't have first-hand memories of the events soon to follow. There was a Halloween attraction that was running just down the street from our house. It had been going on every Halloween for a few years, but my parents had never let my sister and me go before. And then, one year, we were finally given permission to go to this haunted attraction. The attraction was built into an old and abandoned manor house, just the sort of place where you would expect a Halloween attraction to be built. I remember being very excited as I waited to get into the house, 
because lots of people that were coming out were raving about how scary it was, and I was highly anticipating having my own time inside. Like most Halloween attractions, they let the people inside the house in small groups. Because my sister and I were the only children, the attendants at the door made sure that we were put in the same group as our parents. Finally, we stepped inside. Inside, it could have been any haunted house in America in the 90s, full of fake fog and grease-painted actors. I wasn't overly scared because my mother always reminded me that the actors are not allowed to touch you. But I jumped and screamed along with everyone else when a monster jumped out of the hidden nooks and crannies of the old manor house. Eventually, we made our way down into the basement, which had been changed into the stereotypical mad doctor setting common in a lot of haunted houses. Needless to say, there was a lot of fake blood everywhere. But I'll never forget that basement because something seemed just a little out of place. Sometimes even the most normal things can become diabolical if you alter the perspective. It's something you see in a few modern ghost hunting shows and bee shots. There was nothing that immediately jumped out as being evil. There was certainly nothing like the exorcist happening to tip me off that something was wrong. It was a simple sight, but that made it much more unnerving because it stood out against the overt horror backdrop of the decorated room. In the midst of the bloody carnage of the mad doctor's operating room, I remember that an old woman was sitting in the far corner of the room. She looked to be in her 80s, had thinning gray hair, and was very thin. I would be lying to myself if I said that she didn't scare me more than the rest of the attraction combined. At the time, I didn't have much understanding of the effects the different physical ailments can have on a person. But looking back now, I would say that she was a victim of a bad stroke. Sometimes a bad stroke will leave the person with one side of his or her face paralyzed. And that's exactly what had happened to her. One side of her face was drooping and saliva was leaking from the corner of her drooped mouth. She was talking, yelling at us as we passed by. Her words were badly slurred because of her paralyzed face. But I could make out what she was yelling. Stop, get out over and over again even passing through the basement and going out the other side i could still hear, hear her screaming in that awful slurred way up the stairs i was extremely disturbed by the sight of the old woman but as i got away from her i began to feel better she was obviously an actor who was working for the attraction most of the attraction worked on jump scares and she was obviously there to cater more to psychological horror well, in any case, it worked. It certainly worked on me. We emerged into the night once again and got that instant sense of relief that makes horror so addicting. The, we have survived moment. My sister instantly began to talk about which part was her favorite. An actor who had jumped out at her in a werewolf costume had been her favorite. When it came my turn to share, 
I could think of nothing besides the old woman I'd seen and told my family about how the old woman in the basement had scared me the most. What woman in the basement, Ashley? My mother asked. Shocked, I began to describe as well as I could what I'd seen. When I had finished, my mother said that she hadn't seen any woman fitting that description down in the basement. The rest of my family agreed with her. I put the incident out of my mind. Like I said, I didn't believe in ghosts and didn't believe that they were real. I tried to rationalize why they had missed the old woman and her screams. Each attempt to do this was more pathetic than the last, but I knew the ghost couldn't be real. The next year, I was eager to step foot in the old manor again, but I was horrified to discover that the haunted attraction had been shut down and would not be opening again. Since I lived so close to the haunt, a few people in my neighborhood had taken up jobs there and I asked around with them about why it had closed. The few people that would talk told me that the old manor house was really haunted with real ghosts and that too many people were refusing to work there again because of the paranormal activity going on there. Their stories range from objects moving on their own to apparitions to even physical attacks against the living that entered certain parts of the house. I laughed it off. People were just letting the atmosphere of the Halloween haunt mess with them. It was probably just a couple of pranksters messing with the workers. But no matter how much I tried to explain to the workers about how it could have been a couple of jokers messing around, they kept insisting that it was impossible for it to have been any human activity. But even as I tried to convince them, I couldn't help but remember the old woman that I had seen in the basement that no one else had seen. I was kind of nervous about the whole thing and I wanted more information about the house. These days, you can look up anything on the internet and have an answer in seconds, but the 90s was not like that. Few people had internet at the time and my family was one that did not have internet access. So I went to the next best thing my mother. I asked her about the old manor house. At first, she was reluctant to tell me, which unnerved me more than anything because she had never shied away from telling us things of that nature before. Finally, she told me what she knew. The manor started out as a private residence built in 1922, but the original owner lost the house in foreclosure. After that, it became a sanitarium, which is something like a small hospital. Just by virtue of being a hospital in an area where it was the only hospital around at the time, a lot of people passed away within the walls. In fact, there are some reports that say that there was at least one death a day within those walls during this time. But that was not even the part that my mother was reluctant to tell me. She told me that afterwards it was turned into a nursing facility and they would have taken care of sick older people just like the old woman I had seen during my walkthrough. But the records of abuse that came out of that place were numerous. Many ex-employees confessed that they quit soon after being hired because of the vast amounts of malpractice that happened there. 
My mother remembered all of this because it was in the newspapers when it was going on and was a huge deal in the community. It made me feel a little sick to think about how those people, those human beings, were treated in that horrible place. And that's not all. Local legend has long said that the building was haunted by the tortured souls of the people who died under the horrible conditions there. The man who built the Halloween attraction there knew of the history and the legend surrounding the place and built the attraction with the sole purpose of playing off those stories. It was then that I had knew that I had seen the ghost of the woman who had died in that building. She just wanted to spend her afterlife in peace, but instead every year she and her fellow ghosts were interrupted by the living, storming through their place in the thousands, turning their situation into a joke. And for the first time ever, I began to treat ghosts and spirits not as fictional creatures only meant to frighten and scare, but as real physical manifestations of a force that humans are not capable of understanding yet. The house, to this day, continues to be a hot spot for paranormal activity. The owner lets in a local paranormal group at least once a week, every Friday night, to do an investigation. Several ghost-themed television shows have filmed at this location. One show brought in a psychic medium who claims that the years that the house spent as a Halloween attraction has forever scarred the house and the spirits who reside there. One thing is for sure, I'm now a lot more careful about checking out the history of any Halloween haunt I go to. Ghosts are everywhere, of course, but I'll never go to a place with such a sad history attached to it. And I haven't been able to get scared inside a Halloween attraction since. I don't scream, jump, or run away as the actors jump out at me. Nearly all of my friends have commented on my bravery in the face of these Halloween attractions. But I'm not brave, not really. It's just lack of fear, because it's hard to get scared by actors and makeup when you've been inside the real thing. And I completely agree with Ashley in this sense, because like once you go to like these little makeshift haunted houses, it's, you know, once you've been inside of actual haunted house, it just kind of takes away as luster going to something that's fake. In terms of like haunted houses, like the setup haunted attractions, I've been to a few. One that I can remember, it was set up in like a neighborhood. It was back when I was in high school and I was staying over at a friend's house. And we had all snuck out and went to this, this like haunted, this makeshift haunted house that was in someone's backyard. Um, it was for a local lacrosse team. And we kind of like snuck through this kind of like field. Like, I don't know if it was a cornfield or one. I don't think it was a cornfield, but it had like some type of hay there. And we snuck there. We went down the hill and up through the neighborhood to this haunted attraction. And we paid our mission to get in. And it was kind of like a makeshift maze with tarp. And people were hiding, of course, in the maze. And to this day, I feel bad for this little boy because he was there scaring us and he fell on the ground because he was like getting killed by another kid that was working the house. I started like stomping in place, like stomping my feet in place and I was stomped on the poor boy's hands and I felt so bad. <laughs> and then we had turned the corner and there was a clown standing there and I was like, if you touch me, this all this tarp, everything y'all built is coming down, please do not touch me because I cannot, I cannot stand clowns. So thankfully, the clown did not touch me. One of the best 
one of the best things about the haunted house I went this haunted house I went to was that there were two little girls standing in the middle of the maze holding hands saying do you want to see your sister kind of all of the shining and uh, they had on the same exact outfit and they had like this little makeshift coffin at the top of like the um deck because like I said this was in someone's backyard and one of my braver friends went up there and opened the coffin while she opened it turns out these twin girls were triplets and the tri the third little girl had banged on inside the glass and we were just so scared it was like flashing lights inside it was just it was really clever and then we got to the point where they had like a little candy bowl sitting there I didn't take any candy because at this point I just wanted to get out I was scared I just wanted to get out of this place I didn't even take any candy my friend got some candy for us and um then of course it was complete with us being chased out chased out of the place by someone wielding a chainsaw so then we um, finally got back out and started walking back and like I said this field like this either tall grass or corn socks I can't remember and we were walking through there and there was people there dressed in like white sheets and stuff so we kind of ran from there we were running and screaming because we were being chased and all the neighborhood dogs were barking and we got finally got back to where the rest of our friends had decided not to go they decided to stay behind we got back to the house where they were and the next morning my friend's dad was like, "Do you guys have fun?" He's like, "I kind of knew that something was going on because I heard every all the dogs barking. We heard you guys yelling. So it's like, you know, whatever happens, like at least we know they're okay." And I was like, "You mean tell me you heard us yelling? You didn't even come and check." <laughs> but anyway, obviously we're all okay. Those were kind of like one of my experiences. All the other haunted houses I've been to have kind of been like kind of tame, relatively. We have like some like um, ones that come every year. Like I believe one's called. I can't I can't remember what it's called but like we have like those same haunted attractions like every year my thing is that I never really want to go to one because someone can get in there and my biggest fear and I may just be like not gonna say superstitious but I may just be overly cautious cautious but my biggest thing is that someone may get in and it may actually snap and start like killing people like especially like the attractions where you know like it set up sets up dead bodies and all this stuff let me get up there and actually start killing people you don't even realize it's happening you know until pretty much it's over a bunch of people have died like I think I actually watched the movie where that happened where they had like this attraction and like there was a killer really in there killing people but they didn't notice I just thought it was all part of the attraction so I think that movie may have fostered that fear in me that I just don't want to do haunted house attractions but the good thing that came from Ashley's story here in this creepypasta is that she found a newfound um, respect for um, ghosts and the dead so it kind of gives a positive perspective to this the horror that she experienced that she was so skeptical about once she got the background she actually felt bad for this person because they were probably the old lady was probably just tired of people coming through and just making a mockery of something that's so painful for her and I thought that was awesome and a perfect perfect tale to you know to share around this spooky time of year around Halloween and of course a perfect addition to our terror night special and our Terror Night special is not over. We have a couple of more nights to go. So come back tomorrow for more frights, more scares, and more terror. Until then, stay bizarre and have a great night.